0: Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity Voice Remote. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico, Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the DC CityCast with Frank Hanrahan presented by Bette Rivers. Friday weekend's here. It is the DC City Cast presented by Bed River Sportsbook. Frank Hanran from Veasan got to get back on the horse tonight. Uh, A couple L's last night. I gave out the Caps, gave out the Nationals, both losers on the road. Uh, And I saw a book that was very appropriate for the weekend. It was entitled "Start Where You Are," and we are here. Deep thoughts. So if we have a tough night at the window, like last night, 0 for 2, taking the Nationals and taking the Capitals, you start where you are. And that's right here, baby, as we will get into the Nats again at the Pirates. Caps are off, and the NBA playoffs finally start tomorrow night. We still have a couple more playing games, as I said yesterday on the DC CityCast. My God. It is confusing. Like... These teams have second chances like the Cavaliers and the Clippers, you know, the chance even after losing their first play in games. So that's later on tonight. We'll dive into that. But I do want to get into the Nationals last night and the Capitals. First off, the Nationals pitching is going to be a major problem. As much as we try to gloss over it and as much as we want to say, okay, well, maybe the bats will come alive and sort of cloak over the uh, deficiencies on the mound. Well, I think we're going to find out pretty soon that is not the case. Now, last night, the uh, Nats were a bit of a value, I think, before pitch. And then perhaps money swayed the other way by, uh, you know, first pitch. But Nats were a loser. Starter got roughed up. And the starting pitching is starting to be exposed. And that's why tonight, even though it is a very uh, short line, uh, in fact, the Pirates are minus 118 tonight. Nationals minus 103 uh, to win. Run line, that's plus 155 and minus one and a half. As the Pirates are minus 200 plus one and a half. And the total tonight is nine. Eric Fetty starts this evening for the Nationals. He was pretty good in his opening uh, start just last week. But um, I'm starting to learn my lessons here. And it's very hard for me to bet on the Nationals now. I mean, I bet on the last couple nights, split a pair. But I think uh, tonight my lean is taking the home team Pirates against Eric Fetty. Now, we're all very familiar with Eric Fetty. Guy's been up and down, up and down for years with the Nationals, trying to finally get his his footing, so to speak, with the uh, starting rotation. This is his chance. This is it. I mean, really, comes down to this season pretty much for Eric Fetty, although I think he got a, a contract extension a couple seasons ago, but he's never been overpowering overwhelming he's just been a guy that they towed out every five days does have a 360 era struck out five in his first start of the season um it's just hard for me to pull the trigger right now on the Nationals after what they've done the last couple outings Mitch Keller starts for the Pirates he's 0 one nine era uh, this is pretty much a toss-up but that's why I lean to the home team, Pittsburgh Pirates, uh, tonight first pitch. And I love this at 6:35. We talked about this yesterday. My God, can we make all baseball games start at 6:35? Would make everybody's life uh, that much easier. Yeah, Nats got sort of blown out last night. After it was it was tight early, and then the floodgates opened a little bit. And the Nats fall and um, a couple games under 500 now. And Pittsburgh is back at uh, five hundred. Final count nine to four last night. Uh, hmm. Yeah, that was uh, that hurt because I saw the score was three three early on. Um, Brian Reynolds hit a two run homer. Uh, Pirates were down three zip. Oh. <laughs> Uh, Joanne Adon, the 23-year-old, allowed six runs, nine hits, four and two-thirds, third big league start. Um, Skipper Davey Martinez saying about Adon's struggles, it's just pure location. His misses were bad, and then when he threw a strike, it was right down the middle. Hello? doesn't matter who's pitching or who's batting. You throw it right down the middle, uh, you're going to have some issues. Uh <laughs> So nine to four, Pittsburgh gets the victory. They're now three and three on the season. Nats three and five, two and two away, and the Pirates are two and one. First pitch six thirty-five. Again, my lean is because it is such a a short number. It's at Pittsburgh. My lean is to go with the Pirates and bet against Eric Fetty later on tonight. But hey, as you saw last night, I wasn't too hot. So you can always fade, uh, fade me uh, at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Download that app today. As far as the Nationals. And if we're still thinking about a future bet at BetRivers Rivers uh, Sportsbook to win the uh, NL East, hey, you never know. They're still at plus 4,000. <laughs> the Braves plus 110, Mets plus 170, Phillies plus 350, and the Marlins at plus 1,600. It was a tough night as well for the Washington Capitals. I, I thought they'd actually give up a, a better fight on the road. In fact, they had won five in a row. On the road until last night. And they got hammered by the Toronto Maple Leafs. Final count, 7-3. So here's here's the, the little nugget that we can take from this. All right, so the Caps go on the road. They get embarrassed. Should have been tighter. Should have been closer. So what's next? And that's where we're eyeballing them tomorrow night at the Montreal Canadiens. They've got a rebound, right? You would think. So if we're thinking about that next wager and we're thinking about hockey and we're thinking about the capitals let's think about a bounce back performance against the montreal Canadiens. that would be tomorrow night lines not up yet but uh, you know again bounce back game canadians are they're a decent club they're actually no they're not decent at all they're terrible <laughs> they're 20-43 and 11 so, tomorrow night, uh, going to be a big number, but I, I expect the Caps to rebound and put in the work and get the victory against the Montreal Canadiens. The ebbs and flows start where you are. Chance tomorrow night for the Caps to bounce back. Caps now 41, 23 and 10 on the season, as uh, they got, I think, eight games left. In the regular campaign before the postseason, so these are the times you got to make your money. Let's see how the Caps shake out with Montreal tomorrow night. But I'm liking the Capitals in this bounce back spot after an embarrassing loss at Toronto last night. I would, you know, it's gonna be a big, it's gonna be a huge money line play, but I'm I'm pretty confident in taking the Capitals uh, tomorrow night. We have some NBA play games tonight. I want to give out some official releases. Uh, we're going to do that next. We also have some series uh, plays that we chatted about yesterday, but I want to put my official stamp on those. Let's get into the NBA when the DC City cast returns here. Presented by BetRiver Sportsbook. I'm Frank Rand from Visa. BetRiver Sportsbook is offering new customers a deposit match up to $250 when you sign up today. In addition to their welcome bonus, Bet Rivers has daily and ongoing promotions that can provide extra value. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to BetRivers.com today to sign up. Presented by Rivers Casino Portsmouth. Must be 21. Playable in Virginia only. Gambling problem? Call 1 888 532 3500. Do not forget to download or subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Frank Hanran for Visa and DC CityCast, of course, is presented by BetRivers Sportsbook. Download that app right now, BetRivers.com. Before we get into the NBA, well, we'll stick with the NBA, but um, the Wizards offseason is here. And the owner, Ted Leonsis, uh, has off and on, he blogs about the team and says how he thinks the squad is going. And uh, he actually put out a take at his website about – The Wizards end of season. And I just want to sort of paraphrase some of the things that he said. I don't want to give him too much uh, time, but I always find it very curious when you have the head of an organization coming out and doing what we do, even though I'm sure behind closed doors, he hates to hear criticism of his own team. (laughs) But he comes out in his own fashion. So that's always funny when you have folks who say, ah, the media this, the media that, the media this, the media that. But then you have your own opinion. So then you're basically the media, even though you don't like the media. Does that make sense? So he says, regardless of how others will evaluate the team's performance, talking about the Wizards, we did not live up to our own expectations. Okay, he's right. We fell short on getting our defense up to par, and we weren't able to improve upon our playoff appearance from last season. And here we go. Injuries and illness, while not excuses, certainly factored into our inconsistency. Now, I'll stop right there. What other team doesn't have injuries or illnesses? It was a hell of a run again for COVID-19. Everybody had injuries. Everybody had illness. And I hate when you say, well, not excuses, because therefore they are. Ted goes on to say, we had 29 players on our roster tied for most of the league and the most in franchise history. There is much work to be done, but there were also bright spots that left me confident that we are building from a positive place. Wes's passion, Wes Unsell Jr., first year head coach, obviously he's referring to, preparation and poise earned him the respect of our players, especially under the circumstances mentioned above. Difficult for any head coach, not just one in his first year. Tommy Shepard, the GM, has put together a talented corps of veterans, all under the age of 30, led by Bradley Beal, Chris Dasporzingas, Kyle Kuzma, Contavius Caldwell Pope, who are supplemented by a group of trap picks and acquisitions, all 24 years of age or younger. Rui Hachimura, Denny Avdija, Corey Kisper, Daniel Gafford bradley beal continued to etch himself into our franchise's history despite his season being cut short with an unfortunate injury he is now in the top three in eight different categories among our all-time leaders and in the top five and three others he needs just over 1300 more points to pass elvin hayes as our all-time leading scorer we couldn't ask for a better leader for our team on and off the court well i disagree with that 100 in terms of being a leader you know how i feel about that he's got to step up his leadership game this offseason my god don't mope, don't cry, don't whine. Be someone people can respect and look up to in the way that you handle yourself. Always on. He's not always on. Okay? Um, and with a paragraph paragraph like that, it doesn't sound like Beal's going anywhere. Then he goes on. Chris Tapp's unique combination of skills and size opens many possibilities with our roster on both ends of the floor. He averaged 22 points, eight boards, three assists, one and a half blocks as a wizard, It was only one of six players to average at least 20 points, eight rebounds, and one block. Okay, that's great. And again, this offseason, he needs to get stronger. He's a weapon. He's an absolute weapon, but he needs to get stronger so he doesn't get hurt. For Kuzma, he was our most consistent performer all season as well as our most clutch. We knew he would score and defend for us, but it was fun to see his complete game blossom in our offense, evidenced by career-high numbers in rebounds, assist blocks, double-doubles. And KCP was a steady 3 D presence throughout the year, leading us in three-pointers and steals were starting in all 76 games in which he played. All right, let me just do a hard stop there. So those are his veterans. This is Ted Leonsis' take on the season that was. They were 35 and 47. The idea that in professional sports, you are... Saying, okay, yeah, we we didn't live up, our, up to our expectations, but then you put out this resume of how good you are. Like, wh- what are we doing here? Uh okay. So then we go on to Rui added a new dimension to his game, making nearly half his three-pointers. Uh... Although he didn't play half the year. Denny was one of the he didn't say that. I said that. Denny was one of the only five players in, in the NBA to play in all 82 games and raise his averages in every statistical category. Yes, late in the season when they actually played him. Corey Kispert broke Bradley's franchise record for most threes made by a rookie and averaged 12 points in 36 games as a starter. Daniel Gafford shot almost 70% from the field and finished in the top 10 in block shots. And he wraps up. By saying, we are excited for what is to come because we are on the right path and building the right way. The front office will enhance our roster during the offseason through the draft, free agency, and trades. The coaching staff is committed to taking that collected group of players and maximizing their potential. We will be better. Thank you, fans, for your support. We will stay connected this summer as we take these steps to improve our team. 35-47. and 47, No playoffs. Uh, underachieving. Like, it's all great to have, what are those things called? Uh, Why can't I think of the phrase? Rose-colored glasses. It's fine to do that maybe after the first couple years that you're in charge. But when it's now 20 years deep, and the farthest you've gotten is the Eastern Conference semifinal, and the farthest that you've been to the finals in the NBA has been 45 years ago, it's time to drop the hammer. And I'm sure behind closed doors, he's he's pissed and he's getting on people. But when you put out statements like this, it's basically saying it's okay to suck. And we've said this before on this on this podcast. And look, if I'm the owner of the team, I'm not putting out a statement like that. My statement would be, hey, bad season. We need to do better. We're going to do whatever it takes to get better. I sound like a broken record. I've said this before, but it needs it bears repeating. Because when the bar is set so low, then it's okay, right? And the slurping of being way below average is not good. Like you can't tell somebody, hey, great season, great numbers, even though your team sucked, right? And it is a different day and age. I understand that everybody's so, so, so sensitive and so, uh, I mean, I am too. Sure. If somebody said this podcast sucked, it would hurt, but I'd say, all right, that's your opinion. That's okay. I'm not going to be upset about it personally. I'm going to be like, all right, there's one person that doesn't like me, but when I'm paid billions and millions of dollars to play a sport and I'm sucking, it's quite all right. Like I would, do anything to have an opportunity to work in and be in basketball right never never really tried it because i would get too frustrated (laughs) but you do have to toe that line or is that right toe the line how to interact and how to get the best out of your players and your coaches and your staff but at some point you're going to crack probably and say i can't deal with losing anymore and you may want to take the high road and put out a, a nice, gentle, hey, we were actually on the right track sort of uh, blog. Or you could go full 180 like I would and not hold back, if you're going to do something like that. Like, it's pretty simple to me. Paid millions of dollars to win. If we don't win, we got to do something else different. It's just not acceptable. But that's just me. That's just me. Maybe I'm the crazy one. Maybe I'm the lunatic who wants this Washington Wizards franchise to actually be relevant and do something. All right. So this is like my eighth rant on this team. But I thought that was interesting. I wanted to pass that along uh, from the Wizards owner saying, hey, we were not uh, we did not live up to expectations, but there are a lot of bright spots moving forward. But unfortunately, we've heard this many times before. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice. I don't know the rest of that. So let's get into what's happening tonight in the NBA, shall we? Actually, we'll, we'll do that in, in just a second. Um, there are two games tonight in the play-in games. Cavaliers, Hawks, Clippers, and the Pelicans. We will break that down straight ahead on the D.C. CityCast, Presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. I'm Frank hanrahan from VEASAN. Bet Rivers Sportsbook is offering new customers a deposit match up to $250 when you sign up today. In addition to their welcome bonus, Bet Rivers has daily and ongoing promotions that can provide extra value. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to BetRivers.com today to sign up. Presented by Rivers Casino Portsmouth, must be 21, playable in Virginia only. Gambling problem? Call 1 888 532 3500. So we roll on on a uh, Friday. This is uh, where we are. We start where we are. Saw a book the other day. Yes, it is one of those self-motivation books or motivating books. But we got to wipe the slate clean after an 0-2 night last night. Gave out the Nationals and the Capitals, both big L's. Let's get it back with some NBA tonight with the play-in games. This is the DC City Cast presented by Bed River Sportsbook. Frank Handran from Veasan. Uh, the Hawks are a smidgen favorite at the Cleveland Cavaliers minus the two. Tip off at seven thirty tonight. The total is two twenty three. Money line at Bed Rivers is the Atlanta Hawks minus one twenty five, Cavaliers plus one o six. The Hawks have failed to cover the spread in each of their last eight road games against teams that had a winning record which the Cavaliers do, Cavs have won each of the last four games as home underdogs against the Hawks. There you go. Therein lies the answer. And I said this yesterday in my official release tonight is the Cleveland Cavaliers getting the two at home against the Atlanta Hawks. Why? Here's why. Those little nuggets of analytics and the simple fact people expect the Atlanta Hawks to win. I think our good friends at Bed Rivers put out the percentage of bets. In fact, let me look at that right now. Like it's something insane where everybody and their mom has money on the Atlanta Hawks. Maybe I'm wrong. Let me check that out. Um, let me find it for you. I saw it yesterday. Again, this was uh, this was yesterday. Yesterday. Where the Atlanta Hawks, who were in the Eastern Conference Finals a year ago, right, um, and now they're one loss away from not even making it to the uh, postseason. So everybody's thinking, "Oh, Atlanta's got that DNA championship." Oh, here it is. This is the, or this is early. This is from yesterday. Um. Okay. Thanks to my guy, Troy Macker, over at Bed Rivers. Early betting splits on Friday's play-in games. Uh, This is courtesy of Bed Rivers. 97% of the money is on the Hawks' money line. All right? 88% of the bets is well on the Hawks minus the two. Sorry, 97% of the money bet is on the Hawks' money line. 88% bet on the Hawks. Then on the minus the two now, which is down to, At the time, it was minus two and a half. 83% of the money is on the Hawks. 69% of the bets also on Atlanta. And the over. 59% of the money on the over and 58% of the bets on the over. So, you know what I'm doing here. I'm going against the public. I'm going to take the Cleveland Cavaliers plus the two at home. And there's a couple of things, too, with the eyeball test as well, like the Cavaliers only lost by, I believe, six or eight to the Brooklyn Nets, who were dynamic. It was in Brooklyn um, and they sort of had a mulligan. Did Cleveland sort of use that loss as a way to perhaps get them ready for their second game of this play in tournament? Atlanta rolled over Charlotte, who is just god awful. And again, the reason I like Cleveland is because you probably think Atlanta and Trey Young is prime to make another run. Like they're too good. They got to get into the postseason, got to get into the top eight. I'm going to go against the grain. I'm going to go against the public, and I'm going to take the Cleveland Cavaliers tonight plus a two. Mark it down, <laughs> or you can just fade me. You may you may want to think about that. Uh, and that tip again is at 7:30, and the winner gets the eighth seed right in the uh, in the Eastern Conference. So confusing. All right, out west, there was one more. Game It's the Clippers minus four hosting the New Orleans Pelicans. Pelicans knocked out the Spurs. Now they get a chance to get in as the eighth seed facing the L.A. Clippers. Okay, the Clippers lost in a tight one at the Minnesota Timberwolves. Clippers have won each of the last 10 home games against Western Conference opponents. Everybody, again, is betting on the Clippers. Like the numbers, it's crazy. Right. I think it's in the high 70s, the money and the uh, bets. So the percentage of money and the number of bets is on the L.A. Clippers tonight. Now, here's where I waffle, because I truly believe the L.A. Clippers are the much better team. And they are at home and they should win this game. And usually when you go against the public twice in a night, you're going to go 50%. Like, it's not going to happen. Um, here's what I'm going to do. If, okay, can I give put a little asterisk on these, these plays? So, like, let's say the Cavaliers do come through as a home dog. Then I would take the Clippers minus the four. But if the Hawks somehow, someway get the W and cover the two, I'm going to take the Pelicans. Does my thinking make sense? Like one of these underdogs, and mark my words on this, write it down, one of these underdogs tonight will cover the spread. So my second bet tonight is going to be dictated by how my first bet plays. You got a little gap. Well, maybe it'll be tight, 30 10. So run to your app, write it, uh, 9.55 when that first game is over. And depending on how your first wager did, that's how my second bet is going to go. Okay, does that make sense? I think it does. So again, I like Cleveland Cavaliers in the first game. If they cover, then I'm taking the Clippers. If the Hawks win the first game, I'm taking the Pelicans. Because like I said, one of these underdogs will cover Tonight. Now, looking solely at these uh, playing games by actual just previews and not factoring in the number or who's going to be barking as a dog, uh, I forgot the Clippers made the Western Conference Finals last year. And they only finished two games above 500, even though they didn't have Kawhi Leonard all season. What's up with that, dude? Paul George, most of that season. They do have Paul George back, Norman Powell is back. 4 point favorites against the Pelicans. Um Pelicans won by 10 over the Spurs. Winner gets the number 8 seed and the Phoenix Suns, who by the way, again, that is my champ. Even though I bet Rivers they're still that prohibitive favorite. Like I'm okay money lining these guys. Um I mean that's going to be a huge money line, don't get me wrong, maybe not. It's sort of like the Bulls' And the Bucks, where the Bucks are like minus eleven hundred, it's just too much of a risk. There's really no, there's no sense in putting that much up to make a hundred bucks, right? But the Suns are still the favorite at plus two sixty. The Bucks plus five hundred. Um, you know, you factor in where the Clippers are; they're at plus six thousand. The uh, Pelicans are at plus twenty five k. So nobody expects the Pelicans to have any shot. In fact, they are the long shot at plus 25K. So just like the Brooklyn Nets the other night that I factored that in, you got to look at these future bets. Like, who do they think is going to make it? Clearly not the Pelicans. So you may want to factor that into your wager tonight at the Clippers minus the four. And if it tickles your fancy, they got some uh, specials at Bed Rivers uh, Sportsbook. What do you think about this one? Trey Young to record over three and a half, made three-pointers, and the Hawks to win. Just to win, not to cover. At plus two forty five. You would think he'd make four or five threes, right? How about how about the Pelicans to win versus the Clippers and over two sixteen in the hook? If that happens, plus three (laughs) seventy. That's a good Oh God. They're so difficult. It's so hard. I have no idea when it comes to that, but you may want to make the night a little more interesting when it comes to that because uh, it's always fun to do some bets like that, Uh, especially on a Friday night when you're trying to kick off the weekend uh, in style. As far as the actual seven-game series, and some of you out there are so young you won't even – this will blow your mind because back in the days when I was a young pup, they had bets two out of three first round NBA playoff series. How exciting would that be today? Like how intense would those games be? Now they pushed them back from, then they went to best of five to best of seven, just solely for the money. And I remember at first when they did that, it was like a hollow feeling. I believe it was like 15 years ago. They did that pushing the first round from best of five to a best of seven. So everything just drones on and on. But imagine getting rid of the play in tournament and doing best out of three. Oh, my God. Like, that was awesome back in the days. I can understand best of five now being even awesome, too. Just the intensity of every possession, every game. It would bring out the best in these NBA players. Not saying that best of seven doesn't, but... The cream usually rises to the top and gets by somehow, some way, if it's a best of seven. They can sort of cruise control for a couple games and a half, maybe feel each other out. But when it's best of three or best of five, oh my God, that would be awesome. But money rules everything, so they're doing that forever. So it's a best of seven now in the first round. And these babies get going on uh on Saturday, which is gonna be like I said, it's always awesome to see the best in the world finally strap it up. And really what what catches my eye, and I talked about this yesterday, Dallas Mavericks um, and the Utah Jazz. the uh, in fact, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, like Dallas is home court in the series uh, for whatever reason. I guess they did finish better than um, the Utah Jazz. Yes, they did. So it's a 4-5 series. Utah is an overwhelming favorite in this series. And yet, Dallas has the home court. That raises suspicions. And if you like Dallas, this is actually a good thing. Because the opening game, Utah is minus 5 against Dallas. Now, why is Utah such an overwhelming favorite in this series? I understand they've got Mitchell. I understand they got Gobert. they got some three-point shooters. they got some good solid bench play. But Dallas is, is Luka Doncic. It's maybe it's because of his injury, his calf strain. They're not sure exactly if he's 100%. But Utah is not only a five point favorite in game one on Saturday at 1 o'clock, they are a big time series um, favorite as well. Um, they are minus 275 to win the series. I love Dallas in this spot for value. Said it yesterday, I'll say it again. I'm going to put a C note on the Mavericks to win 215. I can't risk, nor do I think it's worth the risk to take Utah at minus 275. Let's keep an eye on that series. I think that baby's going to go six or seven. You got the T-Wolves and the Grizzlies Sunday as well. Grizzlies open up as a seven-point favorite against the Timberwolves. I like the overs in these games. These two teams, very athletic, get up and down. You're a beast. You're a manimal if you're taking under 235. God bless you. Um... Maybe in game one they get a little little nervous, a little jittery, but uh, I'm I'm not betting against the under in this in this game. I like the Grizzlies to advance easily, four games to one, four games to two, something like that. Um, and you know you're going to be risking a lot if you take the Grizzlies at minus three sixty to win it. Although you know what, anything under under five hundred I think is worth it in the money line on a series. Um, Timberwolves are plus two seventy five. But I have Memphis going really far in this NBA playoffs. And I'm not blinking about this. I like the Grizzlies to take, um, take this series and do it rather handily. And they're minus 360. They're not like the Bucks, who are minus 1115 against the Chicago Bulls. Oh, my God. You might as well put a C-note on the Bulls. Now, it probably won't happen. But you're 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 not smart if you're taking Milwaukee minus eleven hundred to make a hundred bucks. Like, don't do that. Don't fall for that trap. It's gonna be a sweat, probably. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, so the things that, yeah, the series that stand out to me is the Mavericks plus 215 and I love the Nuggets at plus 200 against the Golden State Warriors. Now you may say, well, Frank, what the hell are you doing betting against the Golden State Warriors? Again, I know they got Steph Curry who's back. Oh, by the way, he's back. Just in time for the playoffs, that wasn't too suspicious or anything. Homeboy was watching the NCAA tournament, and now he's fine. He's good. His his foot is healed, so he was pretty much resting up the last month to get ready for the postseason. And I just don't like Golden State. I'm not saying Denver's going to win this thing, but I, I like the value, and it's all it's only plus two hundred. So they're thinking this baby could be could be tight. And in Game One on Saturday night at 8:30, the Warriors are minus the six over the Denver Nuggets. Uh, Yeah, I like the the visiting team Nuggets. If I'm going to bet on the Nuggets to win the series, I'm going to bet on those bad boys to at least cover the spread in those games against Golden State. And this one starts off at Golden State. Uh, The Celtics on Sunday taking on the Nets minus the 4.5 visiting Brooklyn Nets. The uh, Celtics are a slight favorite when it comes to the series. They're minus 148. The Nets are at plus 120. I've said I like the Nets as a value in this at plus 120 to win that series. But again, this could be a six or seven game slog fest. Uh, is it going to go back and forth? And then this one is supposed to be a laugh for the Bucks are 10 and a half in game one against the Bulls. I've taken the Bulls many times this season when they are double digit dogs and they never cover, never cover. So I'm going to take the Bucks in game one on Sunday night, minus the 10 and a half. I'm staying away from the series price because it's just way too rich for my blood. Um, And yeah, the only favorite that I would take in round one is the Memphis Grizzlies at minus 360. The Raptors and the Sixers, that should be a good one. Philly is minus 186. The Raptors are plus 150. They get together on uh, Saturday. Let's see here. When is their first game? Uh, Hold on. Yeah, when is their first game? Why am I blanking on them? Saturday, 6 o'clock. Sixers minus 4.5 over the Raptors. This should be a walk in the park for the Sixers, but the Raptors are a stingy bunch. Um, Game one, give me the Raptors plus the 4.5. So there's so much to recoup and recap. Uh, Let's go over it really fast for tonight. I'm taking the Pittsburgh Pirates. That's my lone baseball play. Uh, In the plan game, I'm taking the Cavaliers plus the two. Now, if they cover, I'm staying off the late game. If the Hawks cover, I'm taking the Clippers minus the four. But I'm not taking the Pelicans no matter what. (laughs) No, I can't do it. Not going to do it. Uh, as far as Saturday, I like the Mavericks plus the five. I like the over in the wolves Grizzlies game. I like the Raptors plus the four and a half love the nuggets plus the six on Sunday nets plus the four and a half and the bucks minus 10 and a half. Do you have all that? We will, of course, recap this when we reconvene on Monday as the NBA playoffs will be in earnest. This will be a lot of fun, and we'll see how the Nationals did this weekend as well. Do not forget to follow us along at Bed Rivers, at Live and at JFrankHanran on Twitter. I appreciate all of your support. We'll talk to you on Monday. This has been the DC City Cast presented by Bed Rivers Sportsbook. I'm Frank Hanran from VEASAN.